It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Call Matty anytime. 1300 01 1170 or text 0457 736 736. Welcome to Morning Glory with Matty Johns. Hello, how you doing, people? I hope you're having a good day. Uh, now, big show ahead. Uh, we've got, uh, we're going to preview the season just around the corner, of course. We're going to chat about the Melbourne Storm and where they sit leading in. The uh, mess, I'm understating that, at the tr- at the Dragons and what happens next. Got a fair idea what's about to happen. Uh, someone might be a Centrelink. Uh, Pulp Fiction, <laughs> his movie of the week. Jack Johns does a concert review uh, on Sound Advice Webster. Ten minutes, smoking camp. Uh, it's all happening. Webby, Sydney Morning Herald's Andrew Webster. G'day, Webby. How you doing, mate? Good. I've yeah. had a rough week. Have you? Yeah, just one of those weeks where everything you touch. Looks like it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Everything you touch falls apart. Damn. Sorry, I, that just came out. That, honestly, that just came out. Yeah, you're rock solid, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I have weeks like that. Everything you touch just falls apart. That's why on those weeks, I sit down when I when I urinate, okay? I, I just don't touch it. I, I tell you, this is a good sign. So I flew up to Brisbane for the launch of the Dolphins documentary on Monday. So I flew up on the Sunday. Just before I was about to fly, I knocked my uh, phone off a, like a balcony and it smashed a bit. So I had no phone about to go into state for two days. Oh, my God. Doesn't that so I doesn't had to order... just show how you rely? You just you feel naked. On, I did feel naked, yeah. which yeah. isn't really good for which anybody. Is... <laughs> By the way. Which, so I just got naked <laughs> yeah. as I went to – no. But so I had to order a new phone online and pick it up from the Apple store at, in Brisbane at 10, at 10 o'clock the next oh. morning. So I had no phone from sort of mid-afternoon Sunday to 10 o'clock – can I just say, Sunday, Webby, on a Monday, different note, Monday. I never had you pegged as an Akubra man, but it looks good, cowboy. Well done. Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> bloke in the bar, Dan and Kemp. Don't, how you been, Dan? Mate, it, absolutely or, fantastic. Big couple of weeks, mate. Been plenty going on in football. Oh, mate, oh, honestly, mate. it's uh, it's actually, I don't know if you get this or you've been in the game for so long, but I'm getting nervous about the amount of work that I'm going to have to get through during oh, the yeah. season. Seriously, yeah. I, I after watching the preseason games, I'm like, I've got to do this every week yes. for the next Yes. 30, 40 weeks or whatever. Oh, watching footy, I know it's hard. Yes. Oh, <laughs> he got his back. He got it back. And like, I think, I mean, Webby writes continually through the week, but I get there sometimes to write my article and I look down at a blank piece of paper and go, no. Oh. <laughs> Someone throw me a bone. What am I going to, what am I going to write about? Anyway, a uh, producer, Ben. How you going, man? Busy week. Now, we're interviewing players all week. We did. Myself, we, and, yes. uh, Ho- myself and Fletch. And yeah, you. because Heine, Heine took off. He's overseas somewhere. He's at the Swingers Joint in Maldives. Joint Maldives. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so Sunday, Monday, uh, by Tuesday. By the way, it was his wife's idea. He's not yeah. here. <laughs> Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We, I think we got through 11 team interviews, which yeah. is a record for us. We'll you guys held it together on Monday. We'll talk a little bit about it later. But it's almost like watching the horses in the enclosure when they're about to run. Mm. You look at some tunes and you go, yeah, they're in for a <laughs> yeah. big year. And other ones you go, hmm. <laughs> um, there might be some... Uh, there might be something coming your way at the end of the year. Uh, this is silver. Uh, well, are, they, are they sweating up in, in the enclosure? Or what's sort the of. Some just sit there like they're... 
I've never been hit by a stun gun. They just like, so tell us about uh, what's going on. They go, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> you go, okay. Uh, one of them, I said, excited about the season. And all the players looked at each other and said, mm, seems like it. <laughs> it's like impending face. doom. <laughs> Alex, the maestro, how you doing, man? Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, very well. We're going to talk about Liverpool a little later in the Champions League. Oh, Alex, 2 0 up. Real Madrid just get belted. Something about Madrid in the Champions League and Liverpool not at their best at the oh. moment. It was, uh, yeah, something yeah. special. Are you a Liverpool fan? No, not at all. Mm. I, I enjoy watching Liverpool lose. It's like a team I, you have that. Everyone has that team that mm. they play, and whoever they play, you're not rooting for the other team. You're rooting against against them. them so to who's watch your team? Paint uh, Sheffield United. Oh, oh, yes. Sheffield <laughs> United. Sheffield United, you know, back in the 70s, they were tipped off about this young guy playing for Boca Juniors. Yeah. And they he said, uh, and, you know, they said he's a very, very good player. We think he's about to, uh, his agent's pushing towards Europe and he's coming to us. And they said, how much is he after? And they said, 600,000 mm. pounds. And they said, are you insane? Turned out, trying to give his name. Diego Armando Maradona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've been to Bramall, though. Have you? Mm. Oh, I still haven't. So it's quite. Yeah, is it's it, fun. it worth it? Oh, look. Let's just say <laughs> I when I went, I was went with some uh, some English friends, and we spent a large amount of time at the pub across the road mm. beforehand um, with some early morning drinking. And that's all I remember of that story <laughs> and that I, trip, actually. I love early morning drinking. Yeah, it's just, fun, isn't it? Um, it's so good. I'm addicted to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should do it now. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Not that I'm an alcoholic, guys. Um, can I just say something right off the top? I was mm. driving into, uh, into work this morning. Is it work? Anyway, I was driving in here this morning. Anyway, there's this bloke right up in my ass, right up, uh, driving, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's sitting right on my tail. And I'm sitting there and I'm just going, mate, this arsehole. And, and I wasn't in the right lane. I wasn't one of those blokes that sits in the right lane going 60. I'm in the left lane. And Ben will testimony to this. I am a little bit of dri- uh, driving Miss Daisy. You are. I'm a patient driver. But I was just going by the speed limit. And with this guy zipping and zagging in between people and he gets, zips past me and then cuts me off. Now, okay, if you're going to do that, right, if you want to be a palooka, that's fine. But the bloke had a baby on board, siren on the back. Oh. And he's going, hey, dickhead, you can't have it both ways. Was <laughs> <laughs> there a baby in the car? I don't know. I'd like to think not. But does, isn't that just an irony? Yeah, you know, that you just you're driving with a to, to say please respect me. And you drive. I've got like a, a new. I've got a newborn in the car. Mm. Yet you're driving like a lunatic. Yeah, there's a lot of bad drivers out there at the moment. There, there have is. you noticed that? I have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Post COVID, crazy. But you're not. How slow? How below the limit do you drive? No, I drive on, on the, the limit. limit. That's it frustrates. Fine. Frustrates Hindy no end. He's like, mate, mate. And I said, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's like your, your mum and dad used to say, we're going to get there eventually. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Ben, we've got a, uh, a text. I- interesting text yes. message. Yes, and we knew this was coming. This is a sore point for you. Uh, obviously, Dom Young, this person is asking, Maddie, what's your opinion of Dom Young's surprise move to the Chooks view? Well, there's, there's, I spoke about this yesterday with, with Fletch. There's two parts to this. Firstly, well done to Dom. He, he came over as a teenager from Huddersfield as an unknown, like a, a big punt. Like he was building a name for himself in the Super League rather than stay there and get security in, in that competition. Went away from the family, came out here. I know early on he was terribly homesick. Um, he, he was really underdone. I mean, he came out very, very green. And that first year I thought they threw him in way too early. 
He got exposed a couple of times. Mm. He's on, on the end of criticism. But he just, the kid hung in there, hung in there. Last year, he was our best player and then topped it off by going to the World Cup and being one of the players of the tournament. So he is entitled. You know, what the Roosters have offered him and the Roosters are a glamour side. And for him to accept that and go there, I have absolutely no problem with it. When I see him, I'll shake his hand and say, good on you, mate. I, I hope, you know, I really hope everything goes well for you. The second part of it is this. Newcastle should not release him early. Uh, there's there's going to be pressure applied on that. My advice to Newcastle is, you got this young bloke, and I and he's in, I think he personally is hasn't got a desire to leave immediately. Is he's a great player. He's, on, he's a year older. You need you need him on the field not just for his ability, but his profile. He's loved in the community. And 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 the other thing about it here in Newcastle, if you allow yourself to be bullied by clubs off the field, then what chance are we on the field? Stand your ground. This is a problem with the contracting system because you sign them a year out before they, or more than a year before they join your club, and then, then you have to deal with the extra layer of pressure to try and release them early. Mm. Like this, this I reckon this is going to happen more and more, particularly now that the NRL have shown that they're prepared to do swaps and stuff like that, which I'm I'm more than happy with for them to do it if it, in the right circumstances. Yeah. But given the, the way the contract system is set up so far in advance that play, the clubs are signing players, I reckon you'll see more and more of this happening. Ben, was, you had an interesting there was, point. Yeah, there was, there was talk about player transfer fees. Yeah. Do you think in a situation like this, yes, if the Roosters want Dom a year early, mm. are the are Newcastle owed compensation for bringing this well, kid up and then he gets poached? This, this is an interesting one. This has gone on. I mean, this, this was something that was be- beating court Dennis Tuddy. Yeah. Because back in the day, it was like European soccer mm. in the fact that even though your contract would expire, the club, if you to go to another club, you had to they you had to be given a transfer. So players were forced to sit on the sideline. Dennis Tuddy, when he was playing for, I think it was Balmain to Penrith or vice versa, yeah, he decided, no, 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 I'm not going to do that, and sat out a season, took him to court, and it got overthrown, a bit like the Bosnian ruling in European soccer. However, I totally agree with you. If a club, if suddenly there's a bloke, young bloke playing. At North Queensland, and Newcastle want to get him out of the contract two years early. They should be forced if they're going to, to pay a transfer. Yeah, there's got to be a transfer. It's it's like you see these great young players coming through the system at Penrith, and Penrith have, you know, grown these players from kids to this level. Then they get and, poached straight away. And, Maybe they should be. You know, and the transfer comes off the cap. Yeah, that's part of it. One hundred percent. That's it's hard. Uh, it's a hard, it's a hard one to solve. Matty, mm. what's your thoughts on how it's been handled by Newcastle in a sense that you know they probably could have offered him a contract mid-year last year, pre-World Cup, pre-World Cup. I mean, you could, I personally would go even earlier than that. He started the year really well, mm-hmm. arguably had a better first half than second half. And let's let's say let's throw a figure out of and look, this is just a, a random figure. Let's say they could have got him for three hundred fifty grand, which they probably could have yeah, mid year so. last year. I yeah. think so, Dan. And so what I don't understand in regards to the retention uh, at the Knights is, okay, let's say you go three hundred fifty grand at him and you sign him for a three year deal or whatever, and he plays terribly the next year and you go, oh my god, I can't believe we spent three hundred fifty grand on this young rookie that wasn't proven. I honestly think there are 16 other clubs that would pay most of that contract purely on physical attributes and mm. trusting that they'd be able to get the best out of him. So it would be a we- like they can't Knights couldn't lose in that situation. I don't understand the thought process. I I, I know Adam O'Brien 
was very, very keen to tie him up before the World Cup. I think he signalled to a couple of people at the club, listen, if he goes away, he's on the up and up. Mm. There's every chance he might go to the World Cup and, and just, you know, destroy the yeah, – have a great World Cup, which he did. Mm. Yeah, and they've been bit by bit of the arse with it. Because, um, like, you look at clubs like uh, the Roosters, Rabbitohs, and I know it's unfair, it's the, they're different clubs, but, like, Cam Murray signed on a long-term yes. deal early. Victor Radley signed on – like, they identify – these guys super early, lock them up on unders eventually. Exactly. That That's the thing, isn't it, fellas? Like, if you're, if you're a Melbourne Storm, if you're a Roosters, if you're a Penrith, if you're South Sydney and some of that, those other clubs, is you can afford to be sort of sit back on your hands a little bit because mm. players don't want to leave. Yeah. But if you're, you're a struggling club and you, you've got a player who's starting to climb, then mate, you gotta you gotta you gotta shore him up pretty quick because some of these other clubs are just gonna go. They're gonna sit in the meeting and go, right? Let's go after this kid. Mm. Yeah, let let's get him. And they will get. And the reason why the gap is getting bigger is that I know everyone takes a piss at our roosters and salary caps and uh, yeah. you know, and all that sort of stuff. But the bottom line is they can get blokes cheaper than the other clubs because people want players want to go to a prestigious club, play with the best players, and win competitions. So it's it's oh, such a hard one. I have to like. Like, people have got all these theories on why he's going. Like, oh, you know, he's going to play eventually centre. But it's 700000 a year in the fourth year of his deal at the Roosters. 700 mm. So people are sort of saying, why did he go? Money. Yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. And the Knights was, reportedly, the lowest offer out of the lot. Well, I think the – well, I don't – I got told it was around five to five fifty. Yeah, I heard five fifty. I, I was five fifty is pretty good. That's I'll, from someone at the club. Can you yeah. live on five fifty? I don't really know. It must be very <laughs> but, very hard. Uh, my, my, my understanding I know I was can't. he didn't get offered a contract for until post World Cup. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And by that stage, he'd already begun speaking to other clubs. Whereas no, it, that's a if it was offered pre World Cup, he wouldn't have reportedly uh, entertained anything. You can, All employees just want to be loved. They just want to see a little bit of love from the boss. That Hutchie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can you can here at SEN, our, by the when, way. Where's our cuddle? Exactly. Financial can, cuddle. Exactly. You can really see the Roosters starting to build for that next ten years, can't oh, you? They, they're like, very good at it. They're playing different sides, but like Daniel Tupo yeah. would be. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, yeah, he's he's last year. Yeah. Daniel Tupo. You know? They're very good at yeah. recognizing and. Victor's just signed to the end of Victor's signed, yeah. They're starting to yeah. lock in these keys. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell you, like, everyone sort of talks about the Roosters and their cap, and I understand that. I get it. Like, you have a look at that back line. If Tupo does stay next year, like, that is some back line. Sure you is. know, provided Kiri plays on, et cetera. But I know, having been around that club enough, if I was a player, you know, I would want to be there. Of course. I want they got, You've got the best facilities. And I saw it um, at the World Club Challenge in 2020. They the Roosters flew their entire football department forty business class seats. Wow! To Barcelona, then to Manchester. Incredible! Like no yeah. other club, not many other clubs I, are doing that. When when they signed Adrian Lamb to come down for the Queensland Cup and signed Nick got him, he said, "Mate, he said you wouldn't believe what Nick done." He said, "As soon as I arrived, Nick grabbed me and said, come with me.'" And he said he pointed out this unit and said, "See that play? Yeah, that's worth three hundred fifty thousand. That's three hundred fifty thousand. He went, oh, three fifty. Guess trust me." He said, within five years, he said, you'll triple your money. Yeah. And and he did. That's, you know, that's what you get that's at the it. Roosters. It's soft field. You get, well. all that, you get all that expertise on the board from people around Nick. And, that and then was, you got Nick When I was at the Knights, I'd pick young blokes up and say, see, <laughs> take them to an area and say, see that? It's only $900,000. And it was my house. It was actually worth five hundred. <laughs> right, we'll take a break. And after the break, well, let's get positive and talk about the Dragons.